That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 252 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that you're checking out the episode. I'm going to be diving into my tips for round three, and in a little while, I'm going to be joined by Mick Aussie, and we're going to talk to Mick about some of his uh, tips for this week and see what he thinks as well. And Mick, of course, is from MickAussie.com, and you can find him also on SportsGrid on Friday nights with Gabe Morenci. Now, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, you can do that by dropping me a note on one of my socials, whether that be over on Facebook at a Yank on the Footy podcast or search out my name there, Craig Wessels, on Instagram, a Yank on the Footy, or on uh, Twitter at Yank underscore on, or by email, yankonthefooty at gmail.com, or you can leave me a note over on my website, a yankonthefooty.com. Now, today's club of the episode are the Dimbula Roos of the Wimira Football League. And Dimbula is located in western Victoria on the A8, not too far from the South Australian border. The club joined the Wimera League back in 1923 and went dormant for a couple years during the Depression, coming back, I believe, in 1935, if I'm not mistaken. The Roos were home to the 203-game uh, player Merv Nagel, who split time between Essendon and Sydney back in the mid-1970s through, I believe, 1990. And this is one of the few clubs that I've run across that actually incorporates the color green into their club colors, green and gold or green and yellow. And the Roos senior side opens up their 2023 fixture on 14 April, hosting the Nil Tigers. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Nil. It's N-H-I-L-L. I believe it would be Nil. I want to wish the Roos the best of luck in 2023, and I hope you have a fantastic season. Now, again, we're here to talk tips for this round. Uh, and, uh, well, I'm doing it, but uh, there's nothing to say that I'm any kind of an expert as far as this goes, because if you look at my uh, record last week, four wins and five losses, there's nothing to write home about. Now, before we do that, though, and I'm recording this after the uh, first game of the round, the uh, the Lions and the Bulldogs, and I will tell you right out of the gate, I did tip the Lions to win this one, so I am already 0-1 on the week. Um, I could very easily say, no, 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 I tipped the Bulldogs, but no, I tipped the Lions, and uh, they didn't get it done. In fact, they didn't play very well at all, and I have to tip my cap to the Bulldogs. They looked significantly better than the first two rounds that we've seen them this year. And I have to tell you, I was so absolutely thrilled that I got to watch an event or a moment that I think is going to live on in footy for, in the minds of many people for, for years to come. And that was, uh, well, first of all, this young man played one hell of a game last night. Uh, Jamara Hugo Hagen, you know, kicking five goals uh, five kicks and kicked five goals. Not a bad ratio there, if I've done my math correctly. But seeing him after last week's uh, racial issues that took place at the game that he played in, seeing him uh, recreate or replicate, if you will, the uh, Nicky Winmar lifting of his jumper to show off his... His skin color is, I believe, what he was trying to do there. I mean, he's showing off his, his six-pack, of course, there as well. I'm still like a small keg of beer right now, but it's getting, there, there's a six-pack in there. I just haven't quite found it yet. But it was just, this is an image that, that for this generation, I think, is going to galvanize a lot of young people. If, they, if they've heard about what happened to him last week, that image is going to be a great follow-up to that. And I think it's going to go a long way to hopefully prevent that sort of thing from happening uh, going forward. So, young man, good on you. Very impressed by that. Very, very impressed. But again, I blew the tip on that game. I did not think your club was going to win. Now, let's go ahead and jump into the uh, the next game of the round, and that is Collingwood hosting Richmond at the MCG. Now, we've got uh, Mason Cox out with a rib injury. He's going to be out for, it sounds like, about a month. Uh, Jacob Hopper is out. Jaden Short's out. Uh, Nathan Broad suspended for the Tigers. Uh, Dusty Martin is being managed 
Uh, Hugo Ralph Smith, Jack Ross, Judson Clark back in for the Tigers. Ash Johnson coming in for the Magpies. And uh, Jack Graham playing game 100 for the Tigers this week. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to be the first to admit it. And again, we're only, we've only played two rounds of, of 23 games this year. But I'm going to go ahead and own it. If you went back and listened to my uh, preview episode for the year, I did not have Collingwood playing finals. Now, they may fall flat on their face before this year is out. But the way they're playing right now, it sure as hell doesn't look like that's going to happen. This is a club that seems to be on one heck of a mission. Now, I, I don't want to be so bold as to sit here and say, well, I, I wonder how things are going to go now that the American player is not playing, but... I have to ask, I wonder how things are going to go now that the American player is not playing, although he is now an Australian citizen as well. But this club is just playing some inspired football. You know, you've got players who have turned back the clock. You know, Scotty Pendlebury looks like he's he's uh, found the fountain of youth. Uh, it is just an, an awesome group. Uh, Bo McCreary just is a pain in the butt to play against. He just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And I think maybe the acquisition of the year for any club right now might be Bobby Hill because he has stepped into that role that Jack Ginneman might have been playing had he not been suspended. And he has embraced that. And, and I think he's, you know, while they may have a very good relationship, he may be saying to himself right now, I'm going to see if I can keep Mr. Ginneman playing in the twos as long as I possibly can. But great, great job on his part. Now, I, I wonder how Richmond's going to go this year. You know, it's, uh, you know, Tom Lynch has kicked six goals this year. You know, he's going to need to come up big uh, this week. Uh, Brody Mychek's coming back off of a, a dinged-up finger, a dislocated finger, but it sounds like he did get back training with the, the full side. I'm going to go with the Magpies to take this one by 11 points. They are playing absolutely awesome footy, and I don't think that's going to be a whole lot different. And Richmond's defensive structure, I think, might look a little bit like the Cats has, has appeared to be in the last couple of rounds. Uh, there's going to be some issues there, and I, I think this is going to be a great opportunity for the uh, the Magpies to go ahead and uh, get themselves another win. And then we head down to Tasmania, and we got Hawthorne hosting North Melbourne. And go ahead, put your hand up. All of you who thought the Roos would start out the year 2-0, go ahead, put your hand up. It's okay, mine's not up either. You know, I, I, am I happy to see it? Oh, absolutely. I, I love seeing redemption stories. I love seeing clubs that have struggled getting themselves turned around and, and, and righting the ship, if you will. Because this is a club that, you know, has had a great deal of success, has been a, a wonderful side for many, many years. But the last few years, doing their rebuild they tore it down to the studs and are now in terms of like the, the the framing of the house and are now in the process of rebuilding it hawthorne has done that but a lot of people are arguing that maybe hawthorne tore it down too much and we saw last week that uh hawthorne got absolutely thrashed by sydney but again don't look now the uh the ruse are about to be three and oh on the year because i'm going with the ruse on this one too and they're going to be in the top four at the end of three rounds again Hand up if you thought that was going to be the case. I mean, this is a club that's playing with confidence. Um, Will Phillips is the only person coming in. Jai Simpkins is suspended. Daniel Howes is a substitute this week. The uh, Hawks have uh, omitted uh, Jacob Kaschitsky, uh James Blank, Lockie Bramble, uh, Sam Butler's the sub, Tyler Brockman, Jack Scrimshaw, and Harry Morrison are coming in. I'm going with the Ruse to win this one by 12 points. I just think this is a really good side, and I... I generally don't challenge because, because again, I don't know enough about the game because I, I've not grown up with this game. I've only been with it now for the last seven years. But I want to, and some of you are going to say, well, of course she was wrong because not everybody, not everybody appreciates her commentary. But I want to disagree with Caroline Wilson and her comments about Clarko this past week. This is a club that is young that is having to learn how to win, and they're playing with confidence. And I, I honestly think Clarko's enthusiasm on the sideline, seeing him high-five players and doing hand gestures and such, and just being excited, 
I think that is awesome. I think that's exactly what this club needs, and this club is feeding off of that. Now, are they gonna are they gonna run the the table this year and not lose a game? No, they're gonna they're gonna lose some contests. They're, I don't think it's gonna happen this week, but they're gonna lose some contests. But this club is learning about itself. There's a lot of talent on this club, and if you're a Ruse supporter, I know you're thinking that the uh, the glass is half full, and you're watching that little faucet right above it starting to drip a little bit more quickly into it, filling it up maybe a little quicker than some people had thought that it was going to. So I, I'm pretty thrilled to see the prospects of what's going on with the Ruse right now, and, I, and I'm excited. To, I, I, they're almost must-see TV because they're playing with such enthusiasm. This is a fun club to watch play football. And this is not to take anything away from Hawthorne, but Hawthorne is, is quite frankly, a couple of years behind where North Melbourne is right now. They're a couple of drafts, hopefully not a disgruntled, you know, first-round pick type situation, uh, replenishing the draft uh, capital that way. But they need to add some more talent. They, they, they cut a lot away. Uh, and it's a... Uh, it's um, it's a side that has some some good young players there, but not enough yet to compete at the level that they want to be competing at. So then we're going to be moving on to Giant Stadium in Sydney and GWS hosting Carlton. And I did uh, send a quick note, and this is this is in unfortunate this is an unfortunate situation, but I, I did send a note to Terry Degani, who hosts Blue Abroad over on YouTube as well as his podcast, and I did ask him. I said. Do you think there are going to be more Carlton supporters or Giant supporters in the stands this weekend? And, and I, quite frankly, I hope it's Giant supporters. But it's not. it was not a huge turnout in their first home game. And I know that knocking the door down and getting people interested in that club is going to take a while. Because it sounds like the AFL is saying that they were planning on it taking a couple of decades before this club started turning a profit and started becoming a, a self-sustaining club and that sort of thing. That's a long time. That's a long time. I mean, are they going to get to the point where they say, okay, you know what? We need to pull the plug on Sydney and move this club somewhere else. Now, again, I'm not advocating that. I don't I don't hope that it happens. But the fan support doesn't seem to be there quite yet. And, and maybe there were scheduling conflicts where there were other things going on. I don't know all the ins and outs in terms of what's going on in sport in Australia. Was there rugby happening? Was there soccer going on? I don't. I don't know. You know, the Giants, they fell victim to Eagles last week, but I think they're going to have a better outing at home. Unfortunately, they're playing a much better side than they did uh, with uh, West Coast. Now, George Hewitt is back in for Carlton. Lockie O'Brien is the sub. Matthew Kennedy's injured. Um, Adam Kennedy omitted. Connor Stone, the sub. And Jacob Weir out, injured for the Giants. Lockie Whitfield, Josh Kelly back in. A couple of big names there. I, uh, I'm going with Carlton on this one. I think Car I think Carlton you know I may be revising my and I guess I can't cuz I have to stick with it. I went with Brisbane and, and Melbourne playing in the grand final, but we might be seeing quite possibly we might be seeing a a collision course and again we're only two rounds in plus a game. Um we might be seeing a collision course between the Magpies and the Blues. I mean, the Blues may just decide instead of, you know, just getting into the eight this year, this year after having missed it by six-tenths of a percentage point, they might just decide to jump all the way into the top four or top two and just go toe-to-toe with their uh, MCG-sharing uh, neighbors, the, the Pies. And again, I don't know if that's going to happen very early, but Carlton is playing some phenomenal football. And this is a, this is a club that I think is only going to get better. you still got Sam Walsh to come back in. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very bullish on them. I think that this is a very good side that's going to get, that's going to get better. So I'm going to go with the blues to win this one by at least 10 points, probably maybe three goals. Okay. And then we head to, we're going to drop down to the St. Kilda and Essendon game, and St. Kilda is playing their 150th anniversary game at the MCG. Uh, both these clubs, again, put your hand up if you had these two at 2-0 and to start the year. Not I. I didn't see that. Um, as far as St. Kilda, Jack Steele is out injured, which does not help my fantasy team. Uh, ben Patton has been omitted. Uh, Jimmy Webster is in. 
Uh, Andrew Phillips submitted. Brandon Zerk Thatcher injured. Matt Guelph, he's a sub for Essendon. Sam Wiedemann, Jake Stringer back in. So Stringer's got himself back healthy now, which means he's going to come out and kick four four goals, you know, two behinds and, and have 25 disposals this game. But uh, this is a really, really, really interesting matchup because you have two clubs with new new slash old coaches, uh, certainly in the case of St. Kilda, that have, I think, really embraced the persona or the philosophy of their new coach, their new senior coach. Now, this is a game I hope to see 70, 75,000 people at the MCG. I hope that that's what happens here. Um, as I mentioned, Jack Steele's going to be out, but the Saints don't seem to be all that concerned about having injuries bothering them. Okay, I think besides the D-Swans game this week, I think this might be the game of the round. I really do. I think this is this. And again, go back to the first week of March. If you're looking at the at the fixture, and you're thinking to yourself, round three, hmm, St. Kilda and Essendon, yawn. No, that might this might now be the game of the round because of the way these two clubs are playing, and because of the way these two coaches are leading these clubs. Now, I'm going to go with the Saints to win in a nail biter. I've got them winning it by eight points, but again, this one could go either way. It really could go either way. I just think that it's uh, it's a a a good. It's going to be one heck of a game, and it's one that is on uh, here at 4:25 on. Uh, I think it's 4:25 on Saturday morning, my time. Now, I don't usually get up to watch the overnight games like that live unless it's the Cats playing, but I might make an exception for this one because I know how to run my coffee maker. So I, I really think this is what I might be up for because I know the Cats play it uh, a little after midnight Sunday morning my time. Uh, so we move on to the Adelaide Oval for the showdown and Port hosting the Crows. A lot of changes in this one. Uh, Ryan Burton, of course, suspended. Uh, Razio Fantasia omitted. Mitch Giorgiotti's omitted. Jace Burgoyne omitted. Tom Cleary, Riley Bonner, and Jeremy Finlayson back in on the side and so glad to see Jeremy Finlayson uh, back playing. I wish he and his family all the best. Uh, over on the Crow side, you get Darcy Fogarty out. Not a good thing. Harry Schoenberg out. Uh, he's been omitted. Patrick Parnell injured. Elliot Himmelberg omitted. Uh, Jordan Butts, Lockie Gallant, and Wayne Malera back in for the Crows. Port's going to be wearing their prison bar or pier pilings, however you want to describe it. Um, jumpers versus the Crows this week. The, the Port got thumped last week by Collingwood. Uh, you know, the Crows battled Richmond but didn't come out on top. I think Port is going to win this one. I, I, I think right at this point in time and looking at the, at the list right now and seeing that Darcy Fogarty's out... Um, I think that Port's going to take this one. I've got them winning this one by about a goal and a half. I've got them winning by nine. Again, my my Coleman medalist is playing in this game. My Coleman medalist prediction. I did tip uh, Todd Marshall to uh, take the Coleman this year. He's up there. I think he's got uh, six goals right now behind uh, um, Nick Larky, who has ten. And he just might lead the way. Again, that's you know, you know Ben Brown has got eight. Jeremy Cameron eight, you know. So this is this is a this is a phenomenal fun year already, and I, I I'm I'm absolutely thrilled by it. But I, I'm going with Port to win this one by nine points, and then we drop down to the Gold Coast Suns hosting the Cats, and you talk about two clubs that are desperate for a win. I would I would argue as a Cat supporter, full disclosure, the Suns midfield has has outplayed the Cats midfield this year. The Cats midfield has looked really sluggish. Now, I don't know if this is, and I don't think this is because Joel Selwood is not there. I just think that they have really scuffled this year. And to me, there may be a connection. And I think this is a connection all over the field. And I'm, and I'm, there aren't necessarily injuries in the midfield. But you have, you have uh, Tom Hawkins, who still does not look healthy, you know, up forward. Jeremy Cameron has been playing out of his mind. I, I, I think we could certainly make an argument that Jeremy Cameron's the best player in the game right now. Um, and there are others that you could certainly mention, but I think he's he's got to be in the top three at this point in time, if nothing else. But the Suns midfield has been fantastic this year. 
It hasn't translated to wins yet because they've not scored enough. But the Cats have also been battling just an absolutely disarrayed um, defensive structure. You know, Cole Jasny out, Jack Henry out, Stewart going out early in the first game of the uh, of the uh, season. Um, but supposedly reinfor- reinforcements are on the way. Supposedly Tom Stewart's going to be back a couple of weeks early from his knee issue. Jake Cole-Jasny is supposedly back in as well now. Jonathan Segler is back in because uh, it sounds like uh, Reese Stanley might be a little dinged up. Now, I don't know if Segler's going to be the uh, emergency. Uh, he might possibly be. I don't know. But uh, I don't, you know, I'm looking at the uh, the Gold Coast. You've got Tom Barry coming in new, Will Powell coming in, Mabier Chol coming in, Jai Farrar. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to butcher the name here. Is Huego Way? I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, Bodie Ulin and Braden Fiorini have both been omitted. David Swallow is playing his 200th game, and if I'm not mistaken, he is the first Gold Coast Sun to reach 200 games. Congratulations! That that in itself is a huge milestone. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Now. I think that the Cats finally get off the mat this week. Because it, across the board, they have played... They, they, last week against Carlton, they, they lost it by eight points. Again, they had to play catch up there, but they, they still were within a goal and a half. Now, they fell apart in, in round one against the Magpies, and the Magpies just outclassed them in the fourth quarter and beat them by three-plus goals. There have been a lot of things that have gone poorly, but... Some of that can be attributed to who was not out there. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just pointing out facts. I think that having enough people back here are going to help to rally the troops. I think the Cats are going to get their first win this weekend. I've got the Cats winning this one by two goals. So um, I, I think that we finally see you know, Brad Close and uh, Tyson Stengel you know, knocking a couple goals through. Gary Rowan maybe... Uh, kicking a little bit straighter there as well. I I don't know if we need to put Cam Guthrie back into a wig, if this is like a whole Samson thing with uh, his haircut. Um, but it's just, it's nice to to see them back out there. They had a nice long rest this week instead of a six-day. I think they had like a 10-day rest now, so hopefully that's going to pay off for them. And then we move on to the Fremantle and West Coast game. Fremantle hosting the Eagles in the Western Derby. Now, the Dockers are desperate for a win. Not unlike the Cats and Saints, of course, but you know the Eagles, they found some confidence last week. Now, this is a club that, that, if you look at the age profile, is an older side, and they've not played too terribly well in round one, but last week, they kind of came around, and they stuck it to the Giants, who had roared back to beat the Crows the previous week. So they got themselves their first win. I wasn't sure when that was going to happen, but they played pretty darn well. And the fact that this is the Western Derby, um, and quite frankly, Fremantle is still struggling to find the scoreboard. Okay, I just, I'm I'm not, imp- I'm not sold on Fremantle's ability to score enough points to beat people right now. That they're almost just by default having to limit the other clubs scoring as opposed to out, you know, outscoring them with their own offensive aptitude. Okay, uh, Brady Huff, Greg Clark, Harry Edwards coming in for the e- the Eagles. Matthew Johnson uh, debuting for Fremantle. Brandon Walker, Nathan O'Driscoll also coming in. I am actually going to go with the Eagles to take this one in an upset. I've got the Eagles winning this one by nine points. I just have a feeling that the Eagles are going to be able to string two games together, get themselves a couple of wins, put some pressure on the Hawks. And anybody else that might be thinking about occupying the wooden spoon or occupying the drawer where the wooden spoon is going to go. So they might try to be trying to put themselves a little distance between them, which is going to then bump them up ahead of a couple clubs that possibly are going to be 0-3 this weekend. And then we get to the final game of the weekend. We are back at the MCG for the third game of the weekend. And we've got uh, the D's hosting the Sydney Swans. And uh, Hugo Hall Kayan is uh, debuting for the Swans. Angus Sheldrick and Lance Franklin are in. 
um, the Swans got really tall because they're keeping McDonald and uh, Amarty in the lineup. Um, Jacob Van Ruin is debuting uh, for the D's. Clayton Oliver playing game 150. Really funny stories if you didn't see it online. Uh, uh, it was a podcast where uh, Clayton Oliver was on and he was talking about having been interviewed at the uh, the scouting combine by, I believe he said, the people from Sydney and they were asking him why he was as as heavy as he was and such. It was kind of funny. I kind of felt bad for him having had to live through that, but looking back at it now and knowing the success that he's had, it's, he's kind of able to say, yeah, okay, you thought I was too big. Look at me now. Um, but Adam Tomlinson omitted Max gone. Of course is injured. Uh, James Harms is out. Uh, Bailey Laurie, Van Roon, as I'd mentioned, James Jordan, Luke Dunstan, Michael Hibbard, and Stephen May all in for the D's. Now, this is going to be interesting because, uh, you know, the D's are getting Stephen May, Stephen May back, and they're going to need him with that, uh, that attacking forward line that, that the Swans have. They can throw a lot of bodies that can kick goals at you. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. You know, with Haney and Marty, McDonald, Papley, Franklin – I mean, you talk about where's where's the next one coming from? By the way, great song from the legendary blues singer uh, Buddy Guy. Um, not going to sing this one like I sang a couple of episodes back, uh, but I really, really wonder. I think it's gonna be a high-scoring game, quite frankly. Uh, but I wonder how the D's are going to adjust to not having Max gone out there. Yes, they have. They have a former. All Australian Ruck um, out there in Brody Grundy, but you know, Grundy hasn't been the guy on his own now for a couple of years, and he's going to have to be now. He's going to have to be now, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out for him because you know they they'd worked on playing with these two guys together, and now he's flying solo, and we're going to have to see what happens with regards to the. Uh, the, the structure of the D's for this week. So I'm going to actually go with the Swans continuing their way on their redemption tour after the grand final. And I think they're putting another four points on the ladder this week. I'm going with the Swans to topple the D's at the MCG. And I've got Sydney winning this one by 10 points. So there's my tips for round three. I'm already down one uh, for this year because I tipped the Lions to, to beat the Bulldogs. And... We're going to go ahead and jump in and talk with my buddy Mick Aussie. We're going to get Mick's taste, takes on a few of these games as well. And normally we've done a little give and take back and forth with this, but we decided to try something a little bit different. So we're going to go ahead and toss it over to Mick right now and get his takes on it. So uh, let's go ahead and jump over to Mick right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by Mick Aussie, and he is... Uh, Enjoying himself a nice Tim Hortons tea right at this moment in time. Mick, how are you doing, man? Great to be back at work after taking some time off. Yeah, good, mate. I have a break about this time of day, so I thought we'd try the Zoom on the cell phone. I think it would be good. And springtime, mate, the sun's out, so it was a lot better than that minus 30 Celsius we had a few weeks ago. Well, that was tough. So do you do you have it up above freezing right now, or are you uh, are you above zero? Yeah, it's been about one or two degrees okay. today, but uh, yeah, love the sun and snow on the ground. Not a problem, mate. Love okay, it up yeah. here. Yeah, we got we got all the way up to four today, but we're supposed to be close to 20 next week. So I'm kind of excited about that. Now, before we jump in, I wanted to quickly mention with the uh, the local club of the week that I gave a shout out to the uh, the Debula Ruse. Uh, I just got on their Facebook page and I just wanted to mention that they do have a practice match coming up on Saturday the 1st at noon against uh, Harrow Balmoral at their home ground. So I hope that the uh, that the Roos have a fantastic practice match and everything uh, goes well for them and everybody gets out of there healthy. But we're here to talk round three, and uh, I've already gone through my tips at the opening uh, part here, but we're going to go ahead and uh, look at each of the games here. Um, I got the first game wrong. I went with the Lions. I thought the Lions uh, – you know, rebounded a little bit uh, after last week against the D's, and we're ready to to put two on the road, two on the board together. But the Bulldogs got their act together, and just that 
the action with uh, you know Jamara Eugle Hagen just you know after what had happened last week when they faced the Saints and somebody in the crowd you know saying the things that they did, I just was very impressed by that young man's composure with the you know kind of replicating what Nicky Winmar had done. I just I just tip my cap to him. It was fantastic. Well, yeah, we shouldn't have this issue still with idiots in the crowd yelling out stuff like that. So good on him, and he looks like a very promising young player. Mm -hmm. But also, um, driving back from Melbourne to Adelaide along the main road, I believe we went through Dimbola. It was near Neal or Border Town or somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. So I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, if, if you traveled on the A8, you did. Yep. Yep. So you wanted to, to touch on, before we jump into the games, uh, you, you mentioned you wanted to touch on the, my uh, chat uh, that I had last week with Darren Bennett. So what were your thoughts on that? Oh, first of all, he's one of my favorite sports people and people ever. Like I mentioned, I interviewed him in the uh, Chargers locker rooms after a Seattle game in 1999. He gave me time. It was brilliant. I met up with him again at a couple of Super Bowls. But a couple of stories were great. Like when he kicked 22 goals after coming from the Eagles and back in the, the Waffle room, Reserves. I mean, 22 goals, no matter what yeah. league you play in, that is <laughs> fantastic. So really enjoyed some of the stories before he got to the AFL that I personally didn't know about. Uh -huh. And then the way, the way him and his wife are looking after the Aussie kids, even if they're with pro group, which is kind of a bit of an opposition to his group, mm -hmm. I'm sure they're working together. But the way he looks after the Aussie kids, and even last night I saw him put on Twitter a big plate of chocolate lamingtons. So he's cooking some Aussie food for him. Fantastic. Well, there you, there you go. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. He's just an, an absolute gentleman. And it's just, it's really awesome that, as you said, that he's, that he's there as kind of a, uh, like a way station, if you will, for the, uh, the, the young athletes that are, that are here in, in North America. Uh, and, and I guess just awesome that, that they're, that he and his wife are doing that. So. Yeah, are you ready to hop into some uh, games for this week? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm like I'm zero and one. I picked the Lions last night, but I'm glad yeah. the Bull. And I'm I'm a bit of a fan of the Bulldogs. I got yeah. to admit. Yeah, I, I yeah, Frode Frode is kind of you know has me kind of you know, you know, kind of keeping an extra eye on them because you know that it just it's just you know it it's a good group. It it just and again I don't dislike any club so. Um, but we've got Collingwood hosting the Tigers. And, uh, you know, you got Mason Cox out. Looks like he's going to be out for about a month. Um, Dusty Martin's not playing. The The defense uh, for the Tigers look like they're in a little bit of disarray this week. An awful lot like what the Cats have looked like here recently. So what are you thinking on this one? Oh, yes, I heard that today, Mason Cox. A blood clot on the rib, I think they said. Wow, that doesn't sound good. But he's been playing some good football. Your boy Myacek's a bit uh, suspect. But, wow, the Collie Wobbles, they're not Collie Wobbles. They're fantastic. And I watched that whole game against Port Adelaide Power. Finished about 12.30 to 1 o'clock my time. So, enjoyed watching that game. But I like to have a bit of a laugh, mate, as you know. So, Nathan Broad, the uh, photographer, as we mentioned last year, he got in a little bit of trouble taking a picture of a lovely lady after the grand final a few years ago. So I'll always razz him up about that. But yeah, bad sling tackle, four weeks out. I think the Magpies are going to win and win well. They're 14 and a half point favourite. Take them to win and probably by more than that, they're playing fantastic. Okay, and I went with the Magpies by 11 on that one. So we're, we're in agreement on that one. All right. All right, so we're heading then down to Tasmania, and uh, you've got uh, the the Ruse and the Hawks facing off against one another. And, you know, like I said, you know, who thought the Ruse would be 2-0 and at the start of the year? But uh, you've got, you know, Jai Simpkins suspended, Will Phillips is coming in, um, Harry Morrison, Scrimshaw, Tyler Brockman coming in. You've got a lot of people out, Koshitsky blank and uh, Lockie Bramble out uh, for Hawthorne. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, hey, the battle between Mitchell, the coach, and Alastair Clarkson. There's no love lost there at all. So looking forward to this one. U University of Tasmania in Launceston, I believe. So 
hope it's a massive crowd or as much as they can fit in there. Oh, the Hawks, they've really gutted that team. I mean, you should have kept Mitchell and O'Meara around, I believe. Ruse, hey, eh? what about that one-point win over there in Perth? Good mm-hmm. on them. I think the Kangaroos will maintain that momentum. And because of Alastair Clarkson, he'll really have those boys up. They're favoured by ten and a half. Yeah, I think they'll get that done. So maybe three or four goal. Yeah, I've got them. Uh, I've got them taking this one by a couple of goals. So I mean, it's it's. You think about it. They're going to be a top. They could have a good possibility of being a top four side. You know, three games into the season, and I don't think anybody you know anybody would have thought that. Uh, so I'm I'm impressed by watching them, and I and I. And I, I generally don't disagree with people in the media, but, you know, I, I think, you know, that uh, Caroline Wilson, who was kind of sledging on Clarko for getting excited on the sidelines, I think that's exactly the stuff that this club needs. They need somebody who's basically showing them support, who's showing them passion and such. And I think they're feeding off of it. I think it's awesome that he's doing that. Oh, absolutely. And I did hear this week that he's got that whole club one knit, like even people from the staff can walk in and join the meetings or see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So everyone's kind of equal in that club and they sure need it because they have been down for quite a few years and really were quite disgraceful last year. One of the worst teams ever in the AFL. So yeah. good on them. Uh, yeah. I hope they keep going because they were one of my favorite teams growing up. They're just, they're a fun side to watch. I mean, and I, and they're almost like, to me, they're almost like must see TV right now, the way they're playing. So we move on then to a giant stadium and they are hosting Carlton this weekend. And I, and I, I reached out to Terry, Terry Degani from blue abroad. And I did ask him, I said, do you think they're going to be more blue supporters or giant supporters in the crowd this week? And, and I, and I hope it's, I hope it's giant supporters, but they just are really scuffling to, to put people's butts in seats there. So. Um, what are you thinking on this one? Yeah, I know. I want to stay positive on this show, but I'm still skeptical about that move of putting a team way out there in Western Sydney. Hope it's a bigger crowd than against the Crows because it was mm-hmm. very hot. I'll give them that excuse because of the heat. Toby Green, hey, eh? what a little champ he is. Hogan, glad to see he's playing well. But actually, I did change my pick after the show to the West Coast Eagles, and I tweeted that at you just to yes, let you did. know. And I don't very often change my pick, but I, I just, when I'm not sure, I've got to go for the home field. But that said, the Blues are on a roll, favoured by nine and a half. Kerno, he's on fire, five goals against your mob. I'll take the Blues to win, even though their record is not very good in Western Sydney, I'll take them to win and probably more than nine and a half. So take them on the minus, yep. as we say. I've I, I've got the uh, Blues winning this one by ten, so we're 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 right around the same spot there. And now the one near and dear to your heart, the one that's making you think, "Damn, why did I come back to Canada so soon? I should have I should have stayed home for another week and a half so I could be there for the showdown." And Port is wearing their pier pilings or prison bars, whatever they want to call it, um, heading off to face your crows. So what have you got going on here? <laughs> the Port Adelaide Wharfies, eh? So, yeah, the uh, Wharfie jersey, Port Adelaide, old area of Adelaide, obviously. Oh, what is it? Showdown 57, I believe. Sorry, 53, I believe. Port Adelaide are up by one or two. Mm-hmm. Oh, their favourite. I, uh, I hate to say it. I think they're going to win. But yeah. don't be surprised because a lot of these showdowns are very close. Even though Port has a better list of players, don't be surprised if it's close. Take the Crows to cover. It's about 15 spread. Um, but, yeah, Crows have been very disappointing. i uh not there's happy some, right There's some big outs in this game. You know, Burgoyne, Georgiades, Fantasia, Ryan Burton suspended. Darcy Fogarty is out hurt. Himmelberg, Schoenberg, Patrick Parnell is out also. I mean, there's... There's a lot of big names that are not playing in this game. So, I mean, maybe that's going to, you know, throw it into a little bit more turmoil. You know, <laughs> when I heard someone say today that, oh, Fogarty out. Oh, that's a big out for the Crows. I'm thinking, my God, this time last year, he shouldn't have even been in the team. So good <laughs> on him. Good on him for finally coming good because I was losing patience with that kid. But, yeah. hey, he's played well and he has a beautiful set shot for goal. Some other players need to look at that because 
goal kicking's been pretty average in a lot of these games with these kids. Come on, kick the goals. You've got to practice more and more and more. Well, it, I, you know, look at last night's game. You know, you know uh, Hagen had five kicks, five goals. And Aaron Naughton looked pretty rough last night. He had a couple that were, you know, that were out on the full that he just, he missed everything. Um, that just were some really, really poor kicks on his part. So we're heading to the MCG for the 150th anniversary game for St. Kilda facing off against Essendon. And again, not a game that I think either one of us thought the two clubs would be going into this one 2-0. No, absolutely. you got to hand it to uh, Scott, the coach, and also the new, the Saints coach again. Like, wow. But I heard this this week, and I, I double heard it. So it's true what they said, but I am absolutely shocked that I heard that Jack Steele went back on the field with a broken collarbone. Like, that's going to be one of the most painful, dangerous injuries in football. Yet he uh-huh. went back on the field. Like, he sure is a man of steel, if that's true. That is that is absolute toughness. And the Saints have got six or seven of their top players out, 12 or 13 injured on the whole list. Well, I'm tempted to go for the Bombers, but I'm going to ride the hot hand, even though the Bombers won against the Suns. I think the Saints might get this done, but then they'll probably falter in a few weeks' time. Saints yeah. favoured by four and a half. I think they might get it done, but could go either way. Yeah, I went with the Saints by eight on this one. But let me ask you this, though. What is your over What is your over under on the attendance at this game? How many people do you think are going to be there for this one? Well, the Saints don't have much of a following. They're one of the lower clubs in Melbourne. Right, right. Following Bombers, when the Bombers are up and about, they have a massive following, but a lot of them have have left and been upset, obviously, in the last 10 years of what's happening. I'm probably guessing 35 to 40,000, I would say. Boy, that really screwed up my my total then. I I was thinking there, I was hoping there was going to be about 70. (laughs) But you don't think it'd be that high? No, just because the Saints don't have much of a following. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I just I was really uh, I I was just hoping to see a, a big turnout there. But you know, Jack Steele, he came back in because he tried to get me a few more points on my fantasy team, knowing that he wasn't <laughs> gonna, knowing that he wasn't gonna be there for uh, for um the next month. So, which you know, my my fantasy team is a little bit of disarray right now. He's out, Burton's out. Yeah, so I yeah, I went with St Kilda as well, and then we get to the. Uh, the two winless clubs, which again, I didn't, you know, I don't think you would have, I would have thought this because I had both of them in the eight, the beginning of the year, maybe they'll still be there, but Gold Coast hosting that uh, lackluster club, the Geelong Cats. Can you repeat that again? I Cats, said, zero I, <laughs> yes, they're zero and two. Yes. I said lackluster because that mid, the, the Cats midfield has, has not been very good this year. Oh, you're missing the captain. He's retired, but look at this. The star, one of my favorite players, kicked six goals last week. They're saying he's doubtful, so that'll be a huge loss if Cameron is out. The Suns, well, good to see Miller and Rao were in the best two players. Oh, I'm tempted to go for the Suns up there at the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. Cats are favored by 16 and a half. I'll take the Cats to win, but I'll take the Suns to get within 16 and a half. And I wouldn't mind if it's another little upset and you boys go zero and three. But you'll be, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I am I am thinking the Cats by a couple of goals. But, you know, it looks like, you know, uh, Cola Jasney's going to be back. Supposedly Tom Stewart's going to be back in the lineup a couple of weeks earlier than they suspected. So, you know, I don't I don't know what Mr. Miyagi magic that they, they performed on his knee to get him back out there. But, uh, you know, maybe, you know, again, I've not watched the new Cobra Kai series, so I don't remember the, the young man's name that he that he uh, defeated. But uh, the Cats need some some semblance of structure back there in the in the defense, because it's it's been it has been almost like that, 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 you know, I don't think Hawkins is completely healthy. The midfield has looked bad. The defense has been in terrible shape. 
it's just been an all around subpar performance. Now, maybe by the time the end of the season rolls around, because they were five and four at one point last year and won the whole damn thing. So that could still happen. Of course, you know, I hope it happens, but right now they don't look great. So they're going to have to prove me wrong on that. Yeah, look, they've had a bit of a tough draw to start with, but uh, you got Isaac Smith second best. He's a beautiful runner and left footer, mm-hmm. I believe. So, oh, no, they'll be fine, mate. But, yeah, a bit of a tough draw, maybe a bit of a premiership hangover, but I'm sure you'll – I'm very confident you boys will make the eight. But going zero and three, oh, the record is up not too good. I think they said only two out of – 28 teams in the last 10 years that have gone zero and three have made the finals or something like that. So no, your cats don't want to go zero and three. Well, the good news though, is that in, you know, in another three weeks, they get to actually play a home game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you love Britain. Oh, I I just, I just, yeah. And I get, I get it. They're trying to finish up the stand. So we're moving on to the Western Derby and uh, you got Fremantle. Hosting West Coast, uh, Fremantle stumbled a little bit last week. Uh, West Coast got up and got a, themselves a win against GWS. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, oh, oh hey, the Dockers, what's going on there? They're favoured by 14 and a half. I'm going to take the Eagles to get within that because there's going to be some upsets. I've been conservative mm-hmm. this week, but there's going to be some upsets. I'll take the Dockers to win just, but Eagles to cover that 14 and a half. I mean, Kelly, your ex-cat, he had a ripper of a game. And when you see guys like Shuey, Sheed, and McGovern and Ryan in their best players, the Eagles still have 10 to 12 brilliant players. So Mm -hmm. I'm still a bit sceptical why they've just gone so bad. I mean, they had a lot of injuries last year. We know that. But they should be better than they are, but they play too stagnant. Dockers to win just... In what could be a close game, maybe. Well, I went with the Eagles on this one. I just, I oh, think the, I do- the, the Dockers are just, they, it's the same problem they had even back when Ross Lyon was there. They don't score very well. They just really struggle scoring the ball. And I just, I think that, that as you said, you know, with those better, those veteran players on the Eagles side, if, if they get a little bit of confidence, they remember, oh yeah, if we score more points than the other team, we get four points on the ladder. They remembered how to do that last week. I think they're going to do it again this week. Yeah, you're right. Like, they dissed Rory Lobb a bit. Like, he was up and down, but he could still take a big mark mm-hmm. when you hit him. So, yeah, the Dockers, you're right. They need that uh, They need that really good key forward, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. So, the last game of the round, uh, you've got Melbourne hosting the Sydney Swans. And uh, Lance Franklin's back in. Uh, Hugo Hall Kayan is debuting for the Swans. Jacob Van Ruin debuting for Melbourne. Uh, Gone, of course, is injured. Uh, James Jordan's in. Luke Dunstan, Michael Hibbard, Stephen May is back in. So that's great for them getting that that stalwart, you know, key defender back in their lineup. Bailey Laurie's in. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, definitely along with the Tigers and the Magpies, probably the game of the round. Mm-hmm. These, uh, well, they're one and one, aren't they? They're favoured by four and a half. The Swans are, Swans are looking good, but they haven't played anyone decent really yet. Good to see McDonald, the high draft pick, kick five goals. So they've got to use him and Buddy somehow together. Tommy Papley's on fire. Mills, oh, they've got a good team, the Swans. This is straight for me. This is 100% a home field pick. Because it's at the MCG, I'm going for the D's. If it was at the Swans in Sydney, I'd be taking the Swans. D's to win could go either way. Absolute. Okay, I took, forward to this game. I took the Swans to win this one by ten. I just, I just thought, you know, they're, they're, they're that that forward line. It's like, where do you, where do you stop them? You know, you've got, you know, you've got Papley, you've got. Uh, yeah, Luke Parker coming in. You got Franklin. You got a Marty. You got McDonald. I mean, this is a this is a team that can attack you from so many different angles. That who do you stop? Well, yes, but the D's when they are playing well, they're maybe the most exciting team along with Collingwood, and then true, probably true one. So I wouldn't be surprised if either of these teams make the grand final. No, me either. 
Very Me good. Either. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh there's our you know, there's our, our games for this week. So I'm I'm uh I think we had a couple different ones. I think we were different on this one. I think we were different on the Eagles uh game Eagles and uh Dockers. I think those are the only two that we were that we differed on there. And and you know, I'm I'm I am impressed that they were simply the Port Adelaide power today, especially during showdown week. That that's all they were was the Port Adelaide power. Oh, what you missed me calling on the, the Paps Mears? Is that yeah, what you said? I was expecting it. Yeah, absolutely, I was. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I, I love saying that, but even the girlfriend says, Mick, you know, you've got to be a bit careful. I said, oh, okay, all right. So maybe uh, maybe I've got to get rid of that. But, hey, okay. it's not a swear word. It's not a swear word, but we've got to be careful can, these can, days. Can I, make a, can I make a suggestion? Can I make a suggestion on maybe an alternative one? How, how about you test drive the... Port Adelaide pipsqueaks. <laughs> it, 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 has, it still has kind of the same tenor to it. It still sounds a little bit the same, but it, it's it's not going to get you in trouble with your girlfriend. So maybe the, the pipsqueaks. pipsqueaks. Like might, that. that might work. That I might like work. That. So, well, I, uh, hope the, I hope the crows peck at their jerseys and be annoying little crows like the birds can be. So I hope they do well. But Porter got the better squad. Absolutely they have. And I reckon that... Um, Horn Francis, I don't know. I got a feeling he might be an absolute star this week because mm-hmm. uh, the Crows midfield's still a bit, uh, bit underdone, you know. Yeah, I well, yeah, I know all about that because the guys that wear the blue and white stripes, uh, the blue and white hoops, theirs is pretty much underdone right now as well. So I trust me, I know all about that. Must yeah. be that must be that same general pattern on the on the jumpers that that has underdone midfields. So. Uh, <laughs> Where can people before we wrap up? Where can people find your uh, your work there, sir? All right, so it's Mick Ozzy. That's M Y K. Then A U S S I E. dot TV. Uh, it's a new site. A couple of years ago, so I got lots and lots of the shows on there. I link your show, of course, in the podcast section, and all the shows when I go on tomorrow night on New York based Sports Grid TV. Sirius XM channel 159 at about 810 Eastern. Um, so you can go to YouTube, get in the chat. You just type in Sports Grid on YouTube and get okay. involved in the chat if you want there. And Gabe Renzi's a longtime Eagles fan. And uh, hopefully the uh, international development officer from the AFL, Simon Highfield, I hopefully uh, – he might check out my shows because I contacted him on email and he got back mm-hmm. to me. Good was deal. With what impressed what I've done with Gabe. And then, of course, I mentioned what you've done as well. So we'll I'll see stay. what happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I connected with him on LinkedIn this week. So I'm going to try to reach out to him as well. So, yeah, I know you want to sit down and chat with him. And I'm hoping we can gang up on him and uh, and have a uh, little bit of a discussion and see what we can do to uh, – grow the game here and get more interest in the AFL. Cause I think, you know, somebody who's the international coordinator for it certainly should have some, some insight or maybe be able to say, nah, that idea of doing like a highlight show on, on a, on a Thursday night before the games, that's not going to fly or, or whatever it might be and whatever, you know, but it would be great if we could find something like that to happen. So. Yeah. Well, um, Darren Bennett came up with a couple of good ideas I hadn't even thought of. So that was, that was mm-hmm. an interview I'm going to email to him this week to check out your podcast from, I think it was a 45-minute mark where Darren talked all about growing the AFL in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen Simon. He has done some other shows. So, oh, you should get him on your show, and he would be an incredible guest for you. Absolutely. I, yes, I do. I definitely want to reach out to him, and I've got, I've got a few more that I need to get lined up. Uh, I am going to sit down with uh, – Zobes next week um because i thought it was going to be yesterday as a matter of fact so i'm all ready to sit down with him and he emails me back he says sorry i've got i've got covid i thought we were going to be doing it next week so so he's got okay. he's got covid right now so i don't oh, know if you no. talked to him yeah he's he's sick right now so oh. i wish him well i hope he gets healthy he was going to miss his club's practice game this weekend but uh yeah so mick hey man i think this worked out pretty well i think you know we'll we'll try this again uh you know you know, we're at Tim Hortons today. Maybe we'll be at uh, McDonald's or, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, 
uh, the uh, Canadian version of Hungry Jacks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King. Well, well, yeah, this by doing it now it gives you an opportunity to get the show up two hours earlier. So, uh, and then I just drive back now and uh, head home. So. Yeah, hopefully it's worked out good. Outstanding. This has been great. This has been awesome, man. I, I like this. You know, it, uh, it, you know, I, I rambled a little bit in the opening part. So when you go back and listen to it tonight, you're going to go, okay, that was a pretty dumb comment you made there. Uh, or you might go, oh, that's pretty brilliant. So, Mick, uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh, I truly enjoy talking to you, man, because I love your positivity about the game. And, and, you know, I, while I'm not going to be somebody that's placing a wager on a game, I do like learning about the, you know, who's favored and who's not favored and that sort of thing. Cause it's just, it's not uh, just, I, I mean, I've never placed a bet on anything in my life. So I don't, I think I'm too old to start doing that. Uh, but uh, I love, I love learning about it from you and uh, it, you know, it let, you know, of course I tend to pull my, you know, I pull my choices out of my ear. I don't necessarily look at it and go, Oh, that's who I'm going to pick this week. Cause like I said, I took the Eagles there. Um, but hey, good talk. Well, to you know, it's it's so hard anyway, and um, I bet only a small amount to mm -hmm. keep myself on the show, but I'm still studying it. But yeah, be very careful for people out there, because especially early in the season, there's going to be upsets this week. Things need to settle down a little bit. Great talking to you, mate. And as not as always, but my new ending this year is going to be. Kids, get a haircut. You don't want that hair in your eyes because you might fumble the ball. And good to see a couple of the demons have got their haircuts and not those silly headbands. Thanks, man. See there you later. go. Cheers. All right, Mick. I do appreciate you coming on, man. I think that was absolutely fantastic uh, to, to sit down and chat with you, uh, get your tips. We had a, a couple of disagreements, but for the most part, I think we were on the same page. Now, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there. Uh, if you like the podcast, I hope you leave a review. That's a huge help. Uh, there's a link up there at the top of the page where you can click on the review button. And you can leave a review right on the website, or you can click on it, and it'll take you over to Apple Podcast or to Spotify. If you have a Spotify account, you can leave a review there. It helps the search engine there. It helps get the uh, podcast in front of more ears. If you want to help out the show and help keep it on the air, you can certainly do that with that Buy Me a Coffee button I, I, and uh, you know support the show that way. I'm a one-man operation, and uh, it is a, uh, you know, this is a, a labor of love on my part, and it's, you know, it's, uh, there's nothing behind a paywall at all. I don't have a Patreon. There's nothing hidden that, you know, what I record, you're hearing. Uh, if you have an idea for a future guest or if you'd be a great guest on the show, remember I will be doing more episodes on the my most memorable game uh, later on in the year. But I certainly can uh, sit down and chat with you and we can record those now and then release those at a later date. If you have one of those stories to tell, I'd absolutely love to talk to you. I do hope you'll get on the uh, mailing list so that new when, when new episodes come out, you'll have it in your inbox very quickly after it's released. You can get on that mailing list at my website. Um, I do hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family as well. And ladies and gentlemen, look out for each other. Check up on your friends. Let them know you love them. Make sure they're okay. Uh, it's going to be an exciting round three. Again, if you need to contact any of those folks, those numbers are in the show notes. I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate the support. Uh, those of you who are also doing shows and doing podcasts, I love being able to share your information out there on my socials as well. Uh, to help try to drive more listeners to your show as well. That isn't, I love being able to do that um, and love checking out all of the work that you're doing. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I do close it out the same way every episode. Ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. And this has been episode 252 of the Yank on the Footy. Again, you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram. Just look for a Yank on the Footy or Yank on the Footy podcast on Facebook. Or you can find my name, Craig Wessels, on LinkedIn or on Facebook. You can connect with me there as well. 
All of those links are on my website, yankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family. If you haven't listened for a while, take a look through the catalog. If nothing else, your favorite club's uh, preview was recorded back in February or March, and it's available for you to listen to. Or if you're an NFL fan and you're just coming in here to, to investigate footy, I do hope you'll listen to the, uh, the six episodes that I've done on why NFL fans would love the AFL. And if you've got an NFL fan, if you're here in the U.S. especially, if you've got an NFL fan who has not yet discovered footy, point him in the direction of my podcast and tell him to check out those episodes because we've got some great guests, including uh, San Diego Chargers Hall of Famer Darren Bennett, who I had out uh, in my last episode, number 251, talking about his career in the AFL and the NFL, as well as how to grow the game here in the States. And ladies and gentlemen, until next time, this is Craig Wessels. Goodbye.